Heavenly Father, what a great blessing it is to be, have health and strength, Lord, to be able to come here to do fellowship, Lord, to, to share your word with each other, Lord, so that we would be educated, Lord, not only in, in the knowledge about you, but so that we could actually com commune with one another, because that is what you have called us for, to be with one another like you want to be with us, Lord, so that we can learn through that. And we pray that you will be present with us today in your spirit from early in the morning until in the evening, Lord, so that we would be able to take this into the coming week. And, and as we need to deal with, with life, with, with things that come upon us in life, so we would incorporate this and, and make the judgments and make the decisions based on what you reveal to us, Lord. Not only on Sunday, but each and every day. And we want to use this day just to, just to focus on your word and your revelation to us and your invitation that you have given to all men, Lord, to come into, into your presence. We pray for those who, who could not assemble with us, Lord. We, we mentioned some that, that are at home, Lord, and for, for many different reasons cannot be here, old age and, and, and illness, Lord. We pray that in spite of that, your presence will be felt, Lord. They would feel comfort, Lord, in knowing that you love us, that you want to draw us closer, and, and we, need to, we need to seek thee, Lord, as much as we can. And we want to do that today through your word, Lord. And so we pray for a blessing on this entire day. Pray that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I want to go to a passage, uh, and I have just a few verses, so it, the, the, the meditation really is not so much uh, uh, expository uh, teaching rather than uh, meditation, and uh, because of it, uh, it's really, you need to be part of, of knowing where I come from, so I, it's going to be a little bit of a, a lengthy introduction, uh, I guess as to why I, I, I came to looking for some words here. And, and it starts with last Sunday, because now I'm, I'm no, no longer, uh, you know, in business or active, and among other people, very, very little contact, really. And so I get my inspirations quite a bit from what we discuss in church. Uh, and so on last, last week... And before I actually get into that, what, what touched me last week, uh, uh, Bible class and, and the sermon, and as well as uh, later on, what, what Josh was, was uh, revealing to us, was uh, be, before I go into the, the details, there is the reason why some of these things intrigue me is because of the hurricane, for one thing, that kind of was, was uh, you know, occupying my mind for one thing when it started on Wednesday there and we were kind of wondering what, what's going to happen. And then uh, we also learned that uh, three neighbors 
that we know passed away. One, because of the hurricane, uh, and he's, he's a believer. I know him. My, my wife knows his, his wife quite well. Uh, we, have, we have, you know, shared a lot of time together speaking about God's word uh, over the last few years. Um, and uh, what happened, he had to, uh, they, they sold their house. They put their house up for sale. So it was empty. They couldn't put the shutters on. They went up north where they eventually going to go. And when they heard about the hurricane, uh, the house uh, was sold, but it was not, uh, the, the closing was not yet. So they had to come down and put the, the shutters up. Uh, Dennis is my age, exactly my age. And they came down, they flew down, put the shutters up, and he helped other neighbors to put the shutters up. And then he went uh, and told his wife, I, I don't feel so good, I'm going to lay down. And 10, 20 minutes later, when she went to look for him, he was dead. He was gone. And his funeral, his, his memorial service was last night at 7 o'clock. And it's one person we were not close in that way, but we knew them very well. Uh, and so the neighbor across from our dining area where we just sit every day for breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner, we, we look right over to their house, just, just across the, the water. And, and uh, he passed away, not because of the hurricane, it just happened to be at the same time. And then uh, another uh, Christian uh, that, that uh, I really, really enjoy to be with. Uh, his wife passed away during the hurricane. Had nothing to do with the hurricane. They were down there. Had nothing to do with the hurricane because she was, she was ill for some time. And so the three people that, that were dying yesterday, or yesterday no, the, the week before, uh, that kind of was in my mind, and uh, other things were in my mind, like, like uh, you know, the doctor telling me that I, I should make a decision about getting a, a, a pacemaker or something like that. Uh, and, and I kind of was hesitant because I, I tried to assess says what, what, what I should do here, because I kind of felt much, much better than a few months ago. So, uh, and she told me, well, you know, your life is, uh, is or your death is imminent, so uh, you, you better do something about it. And uh, now she's, she's very young, and, and, uh, and she, she may not realize that I'm around the age where death is imminent, period, uh, uh, whether you have a hardware or not. Uh, but, but still, I have to make a decision, right? And so that, uh, kind of trying to, f to figure out how to do that. And, and so where, where do you go? Well, you, you go to Scripture, but you can't just read it there, right? I mean, it doesn't tell you. It doesn't give you instructions in, in detail about your life. And so I had, I had those questions. Now, coming back to... Uh, uh, that those are some of the reasons why I was thinking about uh, 
What we, we talked about, and we talked about this morning as, as well, again, is uh, the, 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 the story, the account in Mark chapter 10 we talked about in, in Bible class uh, last Sunday. And, uh, you know, it starts with, with verse 17. And on, he's talking about, we don't want to read the whole thing, but he's talking about, for, for those who were not there, the, the, a rich young ruler... Uh, whatever that means, uh, he, he was rich, but he was also a ruler. And I kind of focus on that. And I, I'm, you know, you may not agree with exactly my perception of, 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 of this account, uh, and that doesn't really matter because this is a meditation, and you can meditate uh, uh, on your own what the Spirit speaks to you uh, through that. But as I was reading this, one thing struck me there, that really resonated with some of the things I had to deal with. And he says, And when he was gone forth in the way, there came one running, running, and then kneeling to him. Now, he was, he was a, 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 we don't know exactly if he was in a Sanhedrin. He probably was too young to be part of the Sanhedrin. But he was a ruler, maybe a ruler of a synagogue. We don't know. doesn't say. But, but he was not just, you know, the average a person in, in a society, he came and kneeled. When, when a Jew would kneel to somebody, that, that meant a big deal because they were not supposed to, to worship anyone other than God. When you do kneel before some, that, that meant he, he really recognized Jesus as somebody very important. And he says, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And the two words is really where I want to go eventually. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Well, I'm going to inherit eternal life very shortly. And actually, that's true for all of us. It really doesn't take that long. You go through 75 years in no time at all. And so it's very shortly for all of us. And so I was thinking about that. Uh, how do I fare? Because what shall I do? The, the, the good man says, what shall I do? He wanted to do something, right? And so we had the sermon uh, last Sunday about Vic Schlader. Well, we look what Vic Schlader did. It's, it's absolutely amazing. He was an engineer, amazing career, and... And, and he stops it, and he goes to a Stone Age people uh, that with nothing there. He didn't even know if he was going to survive. And yeah, we heard the story last Sunday. And, and uh, you know, and then you compare yourself to somebody like him. And what did I do to inherit? Uh, and we talked about this morning as well. Again, the, the, the doing, what we are doing uh, in, in order to uh, have you know, the works, maybe uh, we will call it going in a vineyard and, and work in a vineyard. And so uh, that, that was part of, of, of my meditations through, during the week, uh, as Monday and Tuesday and so on, uh, as I was thinking about that. And then uh, Brother Josh was, was talking about in the afternoon, uh, uh, kind of fitting into one, one, one verse in, in this uh, account of Mark, uh, 
one aspect of what we do, really, somewhat of uh, a reflection that we all had to reflect on, which I find very good when we do that in the afternoon, uh, kind of share with one another the, the things how the Word of God should impact our lives. And we were thinking about, and, and it's not King James, but it could be uh, out of the Bible, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. And, and uh, I thought, yeah, you know, uh, is that what we do? You know, and it's really part of our daily walk with Jesus is how do, how do I love uh, the sinner? Or, or, or can, we, can we say another word, the enemy? To, because that's in, that's in the Bible. Jesus calls us to love our enemies. Uh, or, the, or the sinner. Uh, sometimes, uh, as Brother Josh explained in, in his life, it gets, it gets kind of difficult to, to do that. And, and how do I fare in this? And, and I, you know, or did, did I miss it and I come to the end of, of my journey and, and, and I missed all of it? Uh, we could go, and we don't have time, we could go into uh, Philippians 3, uh, 10, where the apostle goes to the whole list of all his accomplishments, probably many more than any Christian could list, and, and he comes to the end and he says, uh, all of that is, is really not going to count in a final analysis. In a final analysis, what really counts is, do I know him? Do I know Jesus Christ? In a real, personal way, right down to suffering with him, it almost sounds like he wanted to be crucified, which then Peter asked for to be crucified, I guess, or upside down. Uh, but that's to the extent he wanted to know him. And really, when I go back now to, to Mark 10, when, when this re ruler comes to Jesus, it says, uh, you know, what, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And, and then... Uh, Jesus comes up with an interesting uh, answer to him, and he says, well, just do, do, do the commandments. You know what? Every Jew knew there was an Abrahamic promise. If you do the commandments, then you will be blessed in this earthly life. And through it, everybody in the, in the world will be blessed. So that, it had nothing to do with eternal life, per se, but it had everything to do with, with, with fulfilling God's order. That was their job. The, the Jews' job was to fulfill God's order, follow the commandments. But one thing, when you think about it, he asked him six, the last six commandments, uh, to, and, he, and, and he could say, he could say, I've done all of that. He checked off the boxes, I've done all of that. But he didn't ask him the, you know, the fourth one. The first three he didn't ask. I, I think he didn't ask that because nobody could say that I've done all of that because you don't even understand the first three commandments until you really get mature, and maybe not even then. But, but the, the fourth one, keeping the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath, Jesus was attacked on not or not keeping the Sabbath the way they thought it should be kept, that, that was central in their mind, the Sabbath. 
Why didn't Jesus ask him? And I, my guess is he didn't ask him because he knew he didn't, he didn't keep it, not, not from his youth on. And that's why he didn't ask him. He wanted to, to answer him, have you, checked up the, have you checked all the boxes? And he could say yes. And then as we go on through, through, through this story, we, we, most of us come to a conclusion what, what it is. It's about, it's about giving away his, his, whatever he had, his great uh, wealth that he had. And, uh, and then uh, that's, that's kind of the conclusion maybe, but I, I'm reading it a little bit different now. I'm, the way I see it is if Jesus would have asked him to give 25% of, of his wealth, I think he would say, yes, I'm going to give you 25%. If Jesus, oh, now that's it's kind of maybe going too far, I don't know, but I would think if Jesus had just sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you will have eternal life, I wouldn't be surprised if that young ruler would have said, okay, I'm going to purchase eternal life by giving everything I have. But then Jesus said something else. He said, follow me. And that was what he couldn't do. Because following Jesus then and now is a decision you have to make. It's something you make the decision and then you pursue it. Then you, then you seek how you do it. You come to Jesus, uh, what, should, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And there is something we must do, right? It, uh, we, 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 uh, on Wednesday night, we, we looked into uh, Isaiah 55. Uh, well, Jeremy did, did a great job. And we spent, I think, the whole hour, uh, I don't think uh, we even really, really dug into it completely. But I just want to go through the very first uh, verse here in, in 55. Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now take this back to that story in Mark. Buy, but without money. If the rich young ruler could have bought it with money, he would have. But it, it, it doesn't work. Money doesn't work. The works that we bring don't work. What it means is to follow Jesus, uh, to buy, but we have to buy it. And what does that mean, buying it? It's asking for the Spirit, because just knowing about Jesus, reading about Jesus, is, is probably not going to, well, no, it is not going to get us there. We can have all the knowledge, but it's not going to get us there. We need the Holy Spirit to actually reveal to us what scripture says as we go on in life and how it speaks to our lives as we walk with Jesus. It, obviously, in, in this particular case in Mark, he had to follow him physically 
because there was no words of Jesus written. He can just sit at home and, and, and uh, meditate about it and, and apply it like we need to. No, he had to actually physically follow him. And the implication, and I, uh, I, I'm assuming, uh, he, they were not the, the disciples and the 120 that were following him for three years uh, along with the 12 disciples. I'm sure uh, they, they were not always welcome. And Jesus kept telling him, you know, that there's going there's, to be a, a rough ending here uh, and they kind of brushed it away I guess for, for until even the very last minute um, but he wasn't, he wasn't telling him this was just going to be a, a, a rose garden and, and so it's the same for us today to follow Jesus it's no money we can't buy it but we have to ask for it but guess what once we receive it, he will ask us to, to buy it, to buy it without money. And sometimes the buying is tough. Sometimes the buying, uh, yeah, we have to, uh, to come out of our comfort zone. That's one of the areas we talked about this morning. Uh, and it, it means all kinds of things. It can even mean money, too. Uh, I think it, it will mean that uh, even, even this hurricane disaster, uh, I think we, th th that's, that's really what, what I can see it uh, in, 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 in my meditation on, uh, on eternal life and what I must do is really walk with the Holy Spirit. I, I received the Holy Spirit 54 years ago uh, on uh, it was a Thursday evening, 54 years ago. Know exactly where it was. I can remember it. To the and it was it was John 14:6. And I didn't read the Bible that that often at, at that moment, but I, I was reading that verse. And that verse was not like an Edison bulb going off. It was like a nuclear bomb flash. It, it was. It, it totally changed my life because all of a sudden I could see stuff that my, my intellect or whatever could never see, and that's really what has to happen. Now, we may want to go after a schematic. You have to repent first, and then, then the Holy Spirit comes. But in my case, it was the other way around, and, and, and that we, we cannot judge how it goes, but... One thing is clear, without the Holy Spirit, we really cannot understand the essence of Scripture. Yes, we can read it. We, we, we can read the Scripture, and, we, and then I, I listen to Christian radio, uh, you know, and some well-meaning, uh, well-educated people speak there. And, uh, but I would, I would venture to say some don't read the Bible in a, in a spiritual way, that they read it literalistically rather than, you know, you can, yes, it's literal, it's literal, but you can also read it literalist, literalistically, meaning you, you think it's, 
exactly in those words. You know, and then some even go further and says, well, it, it's in the original Greek. Uh, it says this. Well, there is no original Greek. The, the, it, the, there isn't. The, the, the Bible, the, the, especially the, the, the New Testament, specifically, uh, we, we don't have any originals, period. All, all the things that are put together from all different kinds of documents from totally different eras in, in, in the, the Gospel of John, for instance, I think the first, and I, I have a book from Philip Comfort about, uh, about how the, the, the veracity of the Bible can be established by all these papyrus they have found over hundreds of years, the mo most of them actually in the last hundred years. Uh, and then they, they put them together, and they, then they find out, you know, some of the, some of the, the revelations we have, probably the second copy of the original, or the third copy of the original, all the other things, some of the Gospels are, are hundreds of years later that, that, that we have the actual uh, Greek, uh, uh, not, not, not necessarily the complete thing, but then you compare the Greek, for one Greek to, to, to another account, the, the account from Alexandria of, of, of Mark it may be very different from the same Mark written in, in, in Ephesus. Totally different, not, not totally different in terms of, of, of the content. Most words uh, from, from Philip Comfort, I read that book so many years ago, I can't remember exactly. But if, if there's, uh, I think, 1% or 2% of words that, that are different, and, and the interpretation of the meaning could be, could be slightly different. So we're not, talking about, we're not talking about huge differences. We're talking very slight, slight differences. But they can mislead people. And then when you, when you want to really find out what it says and you want to go back to the original Greek, well, it, this doesn't really help because uh, it, it's really all the same. It is King James or the, the Amplified or whatever and all look into that maybe later on, but uh, it, it, it doesn't really help when you, when, when I hear people uh, on, on the radio in John, uh, it, it's, it, it's John 14. Um, the beginning of John 14, this is my favorite chapter, uh, chapter obviously, in, in the whole Bible. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. That's when he starts after, after, the, the, uh, after he dismisses Judas uh, after the, the, the Last Supper. And then he says, In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. So some people read this, and in my father's house have many mansions. Also, so the life... Eternal is mansions in heaven. Uh, really? Are there going to be mansions in heaven? Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's an expression that has to be interpreted, and the original Greek doesn't help there. Uh, we, we're, going to have to, we're going to have to understand it spiritually, what, what, what this means. And so I, I wanted to know for me, not for anybody else, for me, uh, eternal life, and what must I do at this point in my life? It, it, I can't do anything 
a year ago, 54 years ago or, or, even, or before, uh, whatever I have to do now, I need to, to decide, and I need to decide it in the spirit. One thing I was, was asking God uh, for, for now quite a few weeks is, you know, how should I go forward with, with my, with my uh, health condition? I feel good. I, I don't feel I, I need anything, but yet I'm told I, I should do something about it. And so maybe, maybe I should, maybe not. And so I, I want to I have God speak to me. He, he hasn't so far. And I, I'm reading the Bible and with that in mind. And, and, and maybe it's going to speak to me to the Word, or maybe it's going to speak to me to somebody else. Uh, I don't really know. I, I will know when, when, he, when he does. And so I was looking for eternal life, eternal life. That's, that's where I'm going. And, and uh, I was, for whatever reason, I started uh, this, this last week. Uh, in John 17, and this is the life eternal, and that's verse 3. And this is the life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, that they may know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. He's, he's telling that to his disciples probably uh, minutes before they went out to the Garden of Olives uh, and uh, hours before he was apprehended by, by uh you know, Judas and, and, and uh, the, the, the soldiers that came along, you know, with him. So very, very shortly before that, he is telling them that this is life eternal, that, they, that you may know, that, that, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent, meaning us. We're included in, in that uh, part of it, that we are... This is our, our task as, as believers. Once we, we, we walk in with the Holy Spirit, we can, we can listen to him. We need to listen to him, and this is the only way we can actually understand anything that's going to be pertinent to, to everlasting life. All the works we just learned this morning, the works are... We cannot even guess what the works are going to do. Yeah, there, there, we, we see some references that he, God will judge us according to our works. And, and it says that. That's true. But what, what works? Uh, there are many passages that tell, that tell us, like the one we talked about this morning. Uh, everybody is, is, is saved and, and everybody gets the same pay at, at the end of the day. And so what, what, what have the works to do with that? Uh, I don't really know uh, what, what the works have to do with it. But one thing we know, one work we all have to do is to get to know him in a daily walk, to follow Jesus like they did back then, walking through the desert from Jericho to Jerusalem. It's a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty steep and, and, and desolate way from the videos. I've never been there, but from the videos I've seen, uh, I, I don't think it was very comfortable back, back then, 2,000 years ago, maybe even not, not even today. And, and so 
to follow Jesus to the wilderness constantly every day was, was an arduous task for them. Uh, but as I mentioned before, I, I think in, in the back of their mind, they knew this was not just going to be uh, all of a sudden all, all, all just nice and, 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 and glory. There, there could be potential dangers there uh, involved in, in following him. And, and it's maybe the calculation of, of many uh, to, to see, well, do I follow Jesus? What, what do I have to give? What, what's the, you know, the, the cost-benefit uh, thing that we need to do that in life? That's just normal. Cost-benefit is, is what we, we need to apply in, in daily life uh, every day. But may, maybe we do that also when it comes to life eternal. You know, what, what, is, what is the cost? And uh, we can't really address it in terms of the way we, we usually look at that. It, it's, it's a totally different uh, equation, uh, how we address that. It, it's because it is about getting to know him uh, on an ongoing basis, and it's, it's sometimes difficult. Sometimes the Spirit does not answer. And, and it, it, it can be uh, challenging, uh, to say the least. And um, as I was starting to read the, 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 in verse, or, or chapter 17 is, is really a prayer, the last prayer that Jesus prayed, like laying on the hands almost on the disciples, just before, uh, you know, an hour before he was, or hours before he was taken away. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's like a high priestly prayer that, that, that he gave to disciples. And, and it also uh, really uh, reflects to us. It's not just for them. It, 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 he spoke to the 11. There were only 11 there. Judas was already gone. Uh, and, but, but we are included there as well. Uh, in, 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 uh, in, in that high priestly prayer. And then I was figuring, okay, I'm going to read some of the previous chapters because uh, not that I haven't read it probably at least 100 times in the last 54 years, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I figured maybe it explains this, this particular verse, that the, 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 the life eternal that, them, that that they might, meaning me, might know the, the only true God and Jesus Christ. How do, I, how do I really do that in my life? I know the Apostle Paul did it in a way that I can't do. So what, what is my, what is my uh, job there? And I was, I was going to chapter 15 and 16. And uh, in, in 16, uh, I was reading... Verse, verse up to verse 13, and I got kind of surprised all of a sudden. It says that, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine 
and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore, said I, that I shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. And I write this many, many times. And, and I don't know if, if I might just have gone over it, but I had to, I had to stop and say, well, I, I, maybe I don't quite get it. And so uh, what I usually do, I, I go to other translations, but just a different wording sometimes helps me to, 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 to focus better. And so I went to, uh, I think, the Amplified, uh, and I found something in the Amplified in verse 13 that, that I kind of thought, usually they have it in brackets, and that, that's an interpretation. And usually the, the Amplified is pretty good. And then, then I went to other ones. Uh, I went to, to NIV, and, and, and I want to read in verse 13, uh, from 13 and 14 in the NIV, and, and here, if, if that sounds a bit different. It says that when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So it's pretty much close to, to, to what we read there in, in King James. He will glorify me because it is from me that he, the Spirit, will receive what he, the Spirit, will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what I will make known to you. Now, to me, this, this makes somehow a lot more sense. And then just to make sure, because sometimes the NIV, I think, is interpreting things a little bit. And so I go to NAS, which is the closest to the original Greek, I think, because it uses the latest research in, in, in Greek. And the NAS is actually exactly like, like King James, except for uh, the, the capitalized mine, uh, which... Uh, uh, it, and NIV is, is, is saying there, and it is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. What that tells me is, I can read the Scripture all I want unless the Spirit tells me, because it's Jesus who knows my heart. He knows my heart. He knew the heart of the rich young ruler, he knew he didn't keep the Sabbath. That's why I didn't ask him if he kept the Sabbath. He, he knows my heart. He knows everything about me. And he has to tell, he is, he is telling the Spirit what to reveal to me. And my task is to open my ears and give enough time to be able to receive it. That, that's, that's the way I see my task, that the, the what must I do part, what must I do, is to, to receive from the Holy Spirit. I, I can study this, I, I can spend enormous amount of time on studying the scripture, it doesn't do any good, unless the Spirit can tell me. Specifics pertaining to my life, to my situation, to your situation, it, it's not about 
the Bible being a, a textbook that we can just apply because it, it, it doesn't apply. It, it's, it's, it's a Hebrew writing. It, it's not a textbook. It's a spiritual writing. And we need to apply it in, in that sense. And so I, I, I looked at that, and, and now I, I'm over time. Uh, I don't, I don't want to finish with, with that thought only. I, I want to finish on, on a very uplifting thought that I had uh, really at the end is about the eternal life. You know, if, if we think about eternal life as whatever it may be, you can, you can think of mansions, and if you like mansions with 50 bathrooms and jacuzzis, and, and the, that's fine. I, I, don't, want, I don't want it. Uh, if you like streets of gold, I don't want it. Uh, but, but that's fine. It's, it's up to maybe, maybe God will give us what we, what we want. Uh, and if you want riches and stuff, maybe, maybe that's hell. Maybe we're gonna, people that are very successful in this life are going to be stuck with this for eternity, forever and ever. Well, you're going to get sick and tired of, of that. I want, I want to be where it's awesome. I want to be with God. I want to be with, with God, the Trinity, with, with Jesus Christ, who knows me, who, who sends his Holy Spirit to us to tell us uh, what, what, what we need to know, as much as we need to know. It's beyond us to, to understand that, really, he needs to tell us that. And, and I know one thing, and I want to finish with that. Uh, when all my life I was interested in, 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 in the creation, fascinated about, about the, the, the cosmos, the, the, what we see out there, and we see more and more of that, especially in the last 20 years, uh, or we, in, in, a, in a microcosm, in, in the smallest things. Just, just in the last, what, 10, 10 years, we learned so much more about DNA, uh, I just recently saw the, the, the complexity of the, the, the most simplest protein. It has such a complex uh, DNA structure that the, the numbers are as, as enormous to comprehend as, we, as the dimensions in a universe. It's amazing. And to think the one, Jesus Christ, who created all that, he created all that, and then he came and to be like one of us and to go through all this like one of us. And, and, and then at the end, Peter says he's going to roll it up like, like a wad of paper and close out time, no more time, no, no more universe. He's going to close it up, and he's, he's going to bring a, 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 from heaven a new, a new earth, whatever that means, a, a new earth, a new existence where we're going to be with him. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Don't tell that to my wife. I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. It's, it's really awesome because when you look what's out there in this world, nobody could think of it. Yeah, when we do great things. Man does amazing things. Musk does great things, you know, but uh, what God did, and, and then he comes and, and be, is part of his creation. Can you imagine what, what he's going to do? 
in, the, on, in this new earth or new universe or whatever it's talking about in Revelations. It's, it's absolutely going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs>